Today is July 5th, and you're listening to the MS is Messy podcast. After another family party yesterday celebrating the 4th and my husband's birthday, I am dragging today. Even though everyone pitches in to help prepare, serve, and clean up, I'm always wiped out for at least a day or two after we have a party here. It is really the case this year as I have my bi-yearly infusion of the disease-modifying medication Ocrebus in just a couple of days, and boy, do I need it. They call the time right before you're due for an infusion the crap gap because of how crappy you feel. I am so thankful for this drug that will give me a little bit of bump in energy and strength, hopefully propelling me to really start exercising again. The combination of being in lockdown at home, eating and drinking too much, and not being able to go to the gym has really wreaked havoc on my body in the last few months. I don't care about the small weight gain, but I really can't afford to get any weaker than I already am. My determination and constant effort to keep MS at bay is waning as I approach my 24th year of being diagnosed with this disease. The very first disease-modifying drug I started 23 years ago was Betaseron, a once-a-day infusion, a strong immunosuppressant that I self-injected. I was absolutely terrified to give myself a shot at first, but became an expert in very short order. You see, when I was first diagnosed with relapsing remitting MS, there were only two drugs on the market, both interferons. Being a good patient and wanting to prevent any exacerbations or attacks where I would get worse, I continued to inject this medication even though I felt awful for the whole time between doses. It got to the point where I was only injecting a half dose every other day, but still feeling so bad in between injections. After a year of suffering such terrible side effects from beta serone, my neurologist recommended a daily injection of Copaxin, a glatomer acetate, since I obviously was allergic to interferons. I did really well with this medication for years, but after giving myself a shot daily, there wasn't a place on my body that wasn't bruised and tender. I had developed necrosis, which is damage to the fatty tissue just below the skin's surface. My body was a mass of red hot lumps and I had run out of places to inject. Fortunately for me, a new drug had been developed for people with MS called Tisabri, a once a month infusion I got at a local hospital. I did well on this medication for almost two years until I started having trouble catching my breath. I was also starting to get nervous about contracting PML, the severe brain disease that is deadly in most cases. When I became so short of breath and dizzy, my first reaction was that I was probably having some kind of heart issue, but after going through all the EKGs and the stress tests, I was told that my heart was fine. I still felt pretty bad, so I ended up back at the doctor's office and a nurse told me in passing that maybe my shortness of breath was due to my dangerously low hemoglobin count. The normal range for hemoglobin for women is 12 to 15.5, but mine was below three. Basically, Tisabri had attacked my blood levels over the two years I had taken it. We were told to immediately go to the hospital where I was admitted and given at least three units of blood overnight to get my levels back to what they should be. Needless to say, I was in the market for another disease-modifying medication. By this time, oral medications for MS had started to reach the market. The first one I took was Jelenia, a pill instead of a shot. Yay! Unfortunately, if there's a side effect to be had from a drug, I get it. Because my dad had died early in his life from a heart attack, I was acutely attuned to any heart symptoms that I might experience. And wouldn't you know that Jelenia's main side effects were heart palpitations, dizziness, fatigue, and PML. 
the dangerous brain infection was also a risk with this particular drug. I couldn't catch a break here, but I stayed on this medication for a few months until I couldn't handle the side effects any longer. I started back on Copaxin, but in very short order developed a racing heart, flushing and injection site reactions. The next try I made at treating my MS was another oral medication called Tecfidera with equally dangerous side effects. All of these drugs can lower your white blood count as they're, they're similar to chemotherapy. After just five weeks, I gave up on this drug as well. Without any other options, I made the decision just to go without any meds as they all made me feel so yucky. I kind of felt like I was playing Russian roulette with my health though by not staying on a disease modifying drug, but what kind of quality of life is it when the cure is worse than the disease? I set out to do everything I could holistically, taking up horseback riding, yoga and Pilates, acupuncture, massage, and physical therapy, along with a whole host of supplements deemed important for my health. But in the end, MS won, as it always does. I equate it to floating on an ocean, feeling like you're in charge, but then a tidal wave of MS comes crashing down, leaving you gasping for air. Just when you think you're on top of this illness, it rears its ugly head and says, oh yeah, take that. After several years of not taking anything for my MS and getting progressively worse, a new drug came on the scene. I have been on Ocrevus for almost three years now, and so far, so good. Although I don't feel like it's doing a whole lot to improve my MS symptoms. At this point in my disease management, I will take no bad, aside, no bad side effects, or at least those I can live with. And live is what I intend to do.